0: Liam Conner loved Cornell. He had taught at the university for more than half a century and expected full well to die shuffling between the Arts Quad and the Big Red Barn. Cornell was a chimera, both a member of the Ivy League and the New York State Agricultural School. Nabokov wrote Lolita here, and Feynman started his scribbling about quantum electrodynamics, but Cornell was also a place where you could get your wheat checked for smut, or your cow autopsied. The campus was perched on a hill overlooking the city of Ithaca, population 29,000, tucked between a pair of glacier-carved gorges. It was founded in 1865 by the millionaire and philanthropist Ezra Cornell, founder of Western Union, and a free thinker who believed that the practical sciences should be taught with the same zeal as the classics. Cornell had made his money on the telegraph, the new communication technology that had remade society as fundamentally as would the Internet 150 years later. He used his fortune to create a new kind of university, utterly different from the religion and tradition-bound schools of the era, an institution where any person could find instruction in any study, a quote that would become the school's motto. Coed and non-denominational from the day it opened, the university graduated its first female student in 1873 and its first African American in 1897. Liam was proud of the university's heritage. He had a deep appreciation and respect for the underdog. A person's value, he believed, was set by who they were, not by how others treated them. For eight centuries, the Irish had been treated as little more than apes by the British, and Liam never forgot it. Liam's laboratories were tucked away in the basement of the Physical Sciences Building, a new glass, steel, and stone structure in the center of campus wedged between the old facades of Rockefeller and Baker Halls. This evening, he stood in the middle of his lab, a pair of silver Sharp Point number 5 tweezers in his hand. The old Irishman was 86 years old, dressed in brown dungarees, a gray sweater, and old white sneakers. During his 60 years at Cornell, Liam had put together one of the most unusual and diverse collections of living fungi on the planet. The Gardens of Decay, as he called them, consisted of 10,000 postage-stamp-sized plots of different mycological species laid out on a square grid, a mottled menagerie of yellows, greens, and grays, like farmland seen from 30,000 feet. They occupied three large custom-built granite-topped tables, each almost nine feet across and weighing half a ton. To count all the species, ticking off one a second would take hours, a testament to the power and fecundity of evolution. Each of the tiny plots was labeled by a pair of letters and a three-digit number. Plot number HV-324 was Himalaya vestatrix, the rust fungus that invaded the British coffee plantations in Ceylon in 1875. Within a few years, it decimated the crops and turned England into a nation of tea drinkers. A few rows over was Aspergillus niger, which was used for, among other things, the making of smokable Shandu opium during the height of the opium trade. Next to it was Entomophthora musky, the fly-destroyer fungus, very tricky to grow in culture. It first invades the nervous system of the common housefly. Somehow, no one knew exactly how, E. Muskie commands the fly to crawl to the highest place it can find and die there, with its tail pointed skyward. After consuming the fly's innards for food, E. Muskie uses the fly's lifeless husk as a launching pad, firing billions of spores skyward, each spore another fly massacre in the making. Liam dug into one of the plots with his tweezers, Uncovering a plastic bottle cap half covered with a grayish growth. He held it up to the light, his hand shaking slightly. The specimen was like most of the fungi in Liam's gardens a saprobe, or feeder, on the dead. They fed on the fallen, from plants to people, and Liam was expanding their definition of food. With a combination of trial, error, and genetic engineering, He was teaching them to feed on the detritus of modern society, to break down everything from credit cards to corn husks.